Welcome to Striving Together, a podcast for the Imago Day Church family to help us follow Jesus together in the grace of His gospel. Today I'm hosting, I'm Christy Britton, and I'm joined in studio by Manny Prieto and Donnie Hollis. Welcome. Hey, Christy. Hey. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about sin. Yes. Because who doesn't want to talk about sin? <laughs> I mean, we sure do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And specifically confessing our sins. So the big idea for today is just a real deep dive into you, your sin. Mm-hmm. You confess. Yeah. And then we'll just let everyone hear what mm-hmm. you guys are down with. That's yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. I've got them alphabetically listed. So Chronologically, yeah. <laughs> even maybe from the start of the day. That'd be helpful. <laughs> uh, but let's just start big, pic- big picture. What biblical principles should inform our confession of sin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think... Um, kind of getting getting started just the idea of we have we have sinned against the lord in in thought in in word in deed there's all kinds of things that we've done to um declare war against our our maker and and the grace of his gospel uh we get to lay down our our arms and and change sides and um and join Join the side with the Lord, and part of that process is confessing that we had uh, raised our hands against Him, that we were against Him to to begin with. Uh, we can't just change sides um, without acknowledging what we've what we've done uh, against the Lord. So, even from the beginning, uh, as I think through the Old Testament and what what the Lord has revealed to us, that we're sinners and uh, that we we need to repent. And part of that repenting process. Uh, Confession is a is a piece of that process. So even if when you look in um, in in the Old Testament during the the sacrificial system, you can see how not only was bringing a uh, an animal to sacrifice part of the process, but also uh, actually naming naming the sins that you have committed. Uh, and they ha- there were there were different offerings for sins that you were aware that you committed and sins that you weren't aware that you committed. So even from the Old Testament, confession of sin has been part part of that process. And you can look through you can look through different passages um that come to mind. Uh one of them that as I was thinking about this this podcast that, that popped up was from Proverbs. Uh just the wisdom uh from the Lord says whoever whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So just that idea of um, going from the path of death to being being transformed and translated into the kingdom of life. Uh, that process includes confessing your sins against the Lord uh, as a part of turning away from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't turn away from that which you haven't acknowledged that you're participating in. So confession is um, has always been part of the the, the process. And then when as as Jesus comes on the scene. Um, that's, that's part of entering into the kingdom and, uh, and receiving his, his grace and salvation. Uh, if you go to Romans 10, where it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So even, even intricately woven into the entrance of the Christian faith is confession of sin and, um, and then from from there, confessing, continuing to confess our sins to the Lord, but also to one another. Um, that's my my first stab at it, Manny. What do you? Mm-hmm. What I mean, that was completely wrong, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's super helpful because um, I think that's the right place to start is understanding uh, that the way that we walk uh, in the newness of life uh, in pursuit of the Lord uh, because of His grace toward us uh, is not fundamentally different than how we enter into that, which is acknowledging our need of God. Uh, 
for everything, but uh, for a major thing being like, we're sinful people. Like we are enemy combatants against our Lord uh, and we need to be pardoned of that. And we have nothing to offer. There's no merit that we can hold up and say, this is why I deserve to be here. And that is the ongoing path of the Christian as well. Like now we're in, but now you walk in the pattern of once you're in, like I'm still continually in need of the Lord and I have nothing to show of my own merit that I can hold up. And in fact, this side of eternity, I regularly repeat patterns of sin, fall into disbelief and disobedience. And so when I become aware of those, the pattern is, well, where would I go now that's different than where I went when I first became aware of my sin? To the Lord himself, calling me in the day of trouble and I will answer. Like That's still the business he's in. Um, and he graciously receives us. Uh, I think of uh, that First John 1 passage, um, to live in such a way <clears throat> That denies the fact that there is sin. There is sin in us. Uh, seems to be trying to make a liar out of God, but rather to acknowledge our sinfulness, our need of Him, is the path to be forgiven, to actually be rid of sin. Uh, and so I think that's where I go is just the gospel itself. Like that's how we live. We don't just come in that through that door, but we live on the other side of that door in the same regular pattern of confession, repentance, uh, calling out in need to God regularly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a part of that is, is being able to accurately and honestly assess yourself. Yeah. Right. To, to, um, to be genuine, to be sincere, yeah. to see ourselves at, mm-hmm. you know, adequately and accurately in light of the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, that we're people who are constantly in need. Yeah. And part of, of, of being in need is, is, um, is calling out to the Lord and yeah. confession is a, is a piece of that. Mm hmm. Let's talk about the what this looks like practically. When the Bible talks about confessing our sins, is this something we do in the context of a growth group? Is this something with one other person? Does another person need to be involved? Is it just between us and the Lord? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. That is a great question. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I guess to to try to zoom zoom out a little bit in my mind, I think of confession of sin as as. A, uh, to the Lord, and as B, unto the ones we've sinned against, or just uh, instead of that, I'll say uh, to other other humans, mm-hmm. <laughs> other Christians. Um, so when should we do it? Uh, I think there should always be a a short account between us and the Lord when it comes to our sins. I think the, the part of the practice of the presence of the Lord, keeping him uh, always at the forefront of your mind, is as we sin throughout the day to readily confess that to him and be ri- and be rid of it so that our, our our fellowship our communion our relationship can be can be restored so i think that should just always be happening all day uh, as you as the spirit uh, leads us in righteousness and convicts us of sin i think we should develop a pattern of confessing sin to the lord right right away so that we don't you know you're not you're not stacking them up until you get to your next quiet time mm-hmm. um so that's kind of to the Lord. When I think about toward other people, though, I've got uh, two different two different thoughts that come into my mind. One one is if I have sinned against someone else, uh, I think that that's an appropriate time to go and confess my sin to to Manny. I, I you know, hey, I I, I um, you did some, Manny, you did something, uh, and and I was jealous of how well you did that, and I. Uh, instead of being happy that you could do that so well, I was upset that I couldn't do it as well as as you did, and that was wrong with me, and I'm sorry. So, like that kind of confession of sin, mm-hmm. I think should be regular when we 
when we uh, when our sin has to do with impacting someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think the 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 last thing I'll say is when when involving other people is when there are sins that we have committed that we can confess to the Lord, but the Spirit also uh, pricks our our heart to say, this is one of those things you need to bring in brother or sister in alongside you because you're not going to get through this by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you and I, Manny, talked a little bit about uh, the, the the Bonhoeffer quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, what was that? Do you remember? <clears throat> Top of your head? I don't remember, but I actually have it written down. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just read it, and this will take up the rest of the time in the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, Bonhoeffer in Life Together says, Why is it that it is often easier for us to confess our sins to God than to a brother? God is holy and sinless. He is a just judge of evil and the enemy of all disobedience. But a brother is as sinful as we are. He knows from his own experience the dark night of secret sin. Why should we not find it easier to go to a brother than to the holy God? But if we do, we must ask ourselves whether we have not been <clears throat> excuse me, deceiving ourselves with our confession of sin to God, whether we have not rather been confessing our sins to ourselves and also granting ourselves absolution. Uh, and he goes on mm-hmm. in further detail. But sometimes it's easy to say, I've confessed my sin to God when you actually have not done that. Mm. Uh, and part of the grace, I think, at times of confessing to a brother or a sister is you can't hide behind your imagined God and say, I confess to the Lord. Mm. You're confronted with the presence of the Holy Spirit in your brother and your sister um, in a way that is harder to excuse away uh, and reason away. And I think I think the times that are it would be very beneficial to do that is when you find yourself continually confessing the same things to the mm. Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Where you need, it seems like, um, the intervention of a brother or sister yeah. to actually move from just mere confession to mm-hmm. actual repentance, actually yeah. turning away from it. And I think that's a, a great a great point Bonhoeffer makes and that you make through him mm-hmm. is that we, uh, we need the brothers and sisters to help us progress in in sanctification mm-hmm. and and part of that is to completely turn away from re- repent of reject our sin um and if i find my if i find in myself I, I continually am asking the lord again and again lord i'm sorry i did this again lord i'm sorry i did this again lord i'm sorry i did this again um forgive me forgive me forgive me and the spirit is 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 Talking to me, testifying with my spirit that I that I am a child of God, and that I need a, another child of God mm-hmm. to come alongside me. I think yeah. that's a great time, uh, mm-hmm. great time to ask a brother or sister to hear yeah. hear your confession, and then also care for you and mm-hmm. uh, minister to you mm-hmm. uh, as you as you seek to follow the Lord. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, not to cut you off, but I I want to go back to something you said, uh, which uh, I heard you say in a different context a while back, and I found it so helpful, um, which is keeping a short account with the Lord. Um, <clears throat> I it actually wasn't that long ago that I heard you say it, but uh, I in that context, it was so just uplifting for me to consider. I'm like, man, I often will find myself going through a day. Uh, beset by some sin, right? Like anger, impatience, you know, seeking my own comfort, etc. And I would kind of like throw that into the backpack and carry it for the mm. rest of the day until the next, you know, opportunity to go to the Lord and confess it. And perhaps more pressing things came up then. And so just like this heavy backpack and I can be an anxious person. You've known me for over a decade. Uh, you know, I'm bent that way. Uh, and when you said that, I was like, that is the the most obvious thing ever, uh, and it took Donnie Hall's just making a duh comment for me, like Donnie yeah, for no, the duh. win. Yeah. <laughs> and I have found that so helpful to in the moment just be like, I could carry this burden for a long time, or I could go to the Lord right now. The Spirit lives inside of me. I have access to the Father right now. 
like let me go to the Lord right now yeah. and and not carry that. And it has been so liberating to just go through the day and catch my sins and just be like, I go to Jesus right now and and that's the end of that, you know, regularly. I think for me, reading uh, Ortland's Gentle and Lowly was, uh-huh. was really helpful because uh, it related to that because I would – I would have those similar feelings of like, I don't want to go to Jesus. I'm not, I'm not, mm-hmm. um, I'm not in a, in a <laughs> this is ridiculous, but I'm not in the condition that I need to be in to yeah. go into him and at, to ask for prayer uh, to, in prayer, to ask for forgiveness. And, uh, and that book was really helpful for me. And, and mm-hmm. uh, like, that's not the way that Jesus is seeing this, yeah. uh, that he is the one who said, come to me, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, those who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. My, my yoke, my yoke is easy. My, my, my teachings, my requirements, they're, they're easy. Mm-hmm. My burden is light and mm-hmm. you'll find rest for your souls that way. And, mm. uh, and I, it, yeah, so that was a, that was, that's been helpful for me just in trying to have a right view of the Lord that mm-hmm. he's, though I'm distant from him, like it, part of sinning is I'm distancing myself from him, mm-hmm. at least, um, not, uh, you, you at least through my perception, you know, not ontologically or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm united to Christ, but my communion with him, I feel separate and confessing is bringing us back into a, a sweet, a sweetness of communion, a sweetness of fellowship that, mm-hmm. that he's always ready for. And it's us that are slow to slow yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, to piggyback off what you just said, I think Donnie has the unique gift of saying something so very simple, yet yeah. just blows my mind. He does mm. this every Sunday morning, practically. Yeah. He'll say something. I'm like, mic drop. What yeah. happened? Yeah. And it's like, not that I've never heard it before. It's something about the way that he says it, I think. Mm-hmm. It's uh, look, the spirit, the spirit can speak <laughs> through. um was a beast of burden. Is uh-huh. the nicest way to say to say that. So, I'm thankful that the Lord can can use simple phrases. Yeah. Um, from a, a sinful person. Yeah. Donnie is like the equivalent of when you call the IT department and they're like, "Did you try restarting it?" And you're like, "That's not going to work." But somehow it did. Just with all of life. Did you try restarting? Did you try? It? I'm not an idiot. But get... Sure, I'll give that a try. All right. To the next <laughs> next part of the podcast. Let's change the topic. Yeah. <laughs> So at IDC, how can we create a culture where confession of sin is a more normal part of our discipleship rhythms mm-hmm. with one another? That's great. Uh, I'm happy to give it a step first, Donnie. Um, I think there's a few things that come to mind. One is for us individually uh, to understand, this is kind of going back to what you were just saying, Donnie, to understand the Lord's posture toward his children, uh, which is I think we fail it, honestly. Like when we sin, we have this perspective of the Lord um, that it is just pure judgment and wrath and banishment. Um, but for those of us who are in Christ, the Lord's discipline is real, um, but it is the loving discipline of a father who is instructing and correcting his children, uh, sanctifying us. We have that promise from First First Thessalonians 5 that he will do that. Um, and so we can come to the Lord, not from this posture of like shame of like, uh, you know, but for rather like, I come to my father to be cleaned of this wretchedness Freedom. and he will free me yeah. and he will sanctify me. Um, and to like just individually change our posture from, I don't want to get in trouble with God to recognizing I'm already not in trouble with God. <laughs> he has loved me so mm. perfectly in Christ. I can come to him for help. Yes. I have to confess that sin and turn from it, but he's not rooting against me in that, you know, he's not like, how dare you come back here? He is ready to forgive and sanctify us. Like, we, we need to have that posture just individually. Um, but also, like, in, in our context, like, for sin to not be this, like, 
I, I don't want to overstate my case here, but for the confession of sin to not be like this scandalous thing, but rather the daily life of a believer, mm-hmm. like all of us are regularly sinning um, every day. And when we come to one another with a confession of that, whether it's I've sinned against you or I need your help in battling this sin, um, to to have the posture that says, of course, I would enter into that with you because together we follow Christ. In the context of this covenant community, we're following Jesus together. And it is my not not a burden in the negative sense. It is a blessing to be burdened by your burden. Mm-hmm. And together we will follow Jesus. And I, yes, what does that look like? Accountability, encouragement, prayer. Let me hear your confession. Let me remind you of what's true in the gospel. Um, I think if we lean into that, it creates an atmosphere where it's not weird to be like, hey guys, I'm really struggling with this sin. And like, I don't want to go back to the Lord and confess the same thing again for the 300th time. Pray with me and for people to say, yes, absolutely, I'm going to do that. Um, I think that's super helpful. I think uh, we can all model that um, by not just confessing generic things. Like, I'm struggling in general to be perfectly Christ-like, and that feels burdensome to me. But to be like, (laughs) I'm angry, and I'm angry at you Uh. for the following reasons, and I know (laughs) how sinful it is, and I need to say that out loud, and I need to confess that sin. I need to humble myself and i need you to actually to love me even though i've been so wretched to you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> um yeah so those are just a, f- a few things like not normalizing sin but normalizing the pattern of we have sin mm-hmm. let's take it to the lord in the context of community i think a lot of the challenges and the things that frustrate us in the christian community are this it's this veneer of piety mm-hmm. that we put on ourselves and in our interaction that's in our culture yeah that uh, you know, we we could go into that more more deeply, but um, where it does, you feel like people people feel like they need to put on the most presentable mm-hmm. form of themselves for whatever reason. There's probably a ton, you know, there's a million reasons we could we can get into, but this what you're talking about is going contrary to that. It's we're not just living in this quote unquote pious community, but a a, a true community mm-hmm. that's being genuine and and that cares for one another with 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 sincerity and and there's something about there's something about being honest in a culture of dishonesty. Yeah. Like every there's so much dishonesty in our culture in social media in our interactions with one another. Mm. Um there's so much masquerading. Yeah. Um, that kind of, even in the, among Christians, that, that kind of honesty seems risky. Mm. What, what, you know, is somebody gonna, is someone gonna, what are they going to think of me when we all wrestle with all kinds of internal negative thoughts about ourselves in general? Yeah. And the, you know, we don't want people to think negatively of us. Um, and I think those, those among us who feel, who feel comfortable enough to be open and honest and transparent uh, and helpful, you know, in this process really should really should take steps to lead out and mm-hmm. and undo some of that that really messed up uh, cultural thinking that we we've imbibed either from the culture at large or from the church we've come from or or whatever, you know, season of Mago Day is in whatever growth group you're in. Um, we just kind of always need to be ringing, ringing that bell of of we're not just trying to start a meeting and then end a meeting. We're trying to be the people of God together and the mm-hmm. people of God together. This is part of what we do. Yeah. And I think we can, we have a long way to go in, in terms of IDC and our culture of doing that. But I think we can, I think we can go that way, especially if, if as we have people who are, are open, honest, transparent, and, and seeking to be godly, mm-hmm. uh, kind of leading, leading the way in this. 
So as IDCers who are hearing the sin confessions of our brothers and sisters, what should our responses be? Mm. Yeah, I think the so the first thing I think would be to to uh, to listen and uh, to listen not in a <laughs> not in a um, a critical way, but in a um, in a in a way that's that's paying attention and is listening for themes who can not just hear something and say, okay, I've heard it, but hopefully can interact with it. Yeah. And, and in that interaction can reassure, Hey, look, we, you know, sin is not, uh, it's our, it's our enemy, uh, but it is totally normal for you to, like you were saying, to be, to be a sinner. Um, and so to not make someone feel weird that they're a sinner, by saying, "Well, you, thanks for telling me that." You know, you really shouldn't have done that. Uh, is probably probably less than than helpful. Um, I would say once once you hear them and listen well, you can thank them. Hey, thank you for trusting me. Thank you for for uh, taking something that's serious and trusting me that I would I'd not make fun of you or or, mm-hmm. or whatever. I think that's always good to thank them. Um, I think you can you can then get to lean into the the priesthood of the believer that. Uh, that's just such a joy that I get to I get to experience sometimes on Sundays, but then also with with uh, in other other meetings with folks, the assurance of pardon peace. Like, mm-hmm. listen, if you're confessing your sins and you've confessed it to the Lord, you are forgiven. <laughs> like to be able to yeah. stand in front of another brother or sister and say, I hear you and, I'm, and I grieve with you, but also. I want to rejoice with you because you're forgiven in Christ and and you don't have to carry you don't have to carry this anymore. He he loves you. Those those kinds of things are super helpful. Um and then being able to follow up. I think that's a, a I'm chron, I'm a chronically uh uh terrible follow-upper. And uh and I think being able to keep up with that, remember it, reach out, send a message. Next time you talk to each other, just say, "Hey, I, you know, I have been thinking of you, and praying mm-hmm. for you, and uh, how how are you doing with that?" Mm-hmm. Anything you did? Yeah, no, that that's super helpful. I, yeah, I think I would just say like it, it's helpful to have that posture of kind of magnifying Christ in everything as you hear the confession of a brother or sister's sin. Uh, to avoid the pitfall of like, let me lean towards moralism and be severe or let me lean towards license here and just be like, yeah, you and me both and everybody else, you know, Mm. and don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. But to hold up Christ and say, there is so much grace and mercy for that sin. And yet Christ has died to give you new life. So walk in that new life. And you can do both of those without kind of painting with a broad brush and just be like, just repent of all your sins and quit it, will you? Uh, or don't worry about it too much. We have the, we have the gospel. Um, but to like robustly enter into a lived life with somebody else that says Christ is so much bigger than your sin, but the life he's given you is so much bigger than this kind of life. Like, I just think that's, that's huge. Um, there's something else you said I was going to say something about, but I can't remember. And we're almost out of time. So shut up. Mm. We forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the the other thing I was I would say just to tag on to the end of it, which I already said it before, is the the goal of confession is repentance. Mm. So if someone is coming to you and they're confessing their sin, you hear it, you you try to encourage them in the gospel, but then find ways to help them. Okay, what does repentance look like? Is mm. there restitution that needs to be made? Are there? Do you need to put some things in place so that you don't do this again? Are the mm. ways that I can help you, serve you, that kind of thing to really yeah. come alongside and and encourage them in their in their uh, pursuit of following Jesus. I remember what I was going to say, and I'm going to say it super fast. Uh, 
That was that was sound effects, by the way. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say is, uh, as we receive the confession of another person, uh, I'm going to stop short of saying absolve their sins. Uh, but I also want to like highlight the fact that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, and you represent Christ to your brother or sister in that moment. And so you have an active role to play in that. Uh, you were touching on this, like reminding them of what's true, uh, giving them God's promises for their confession. Like, what does God do with sinners who confess and turn away from their sin mm-hmm. and call out to the Lord for help? What does He call His people to like live like and live unto? Like, you are representing Christ to that person. And so I think if we take that posture rightly, it prevents us from being passive and being awkward and being like, oh, why'd you have to like ruin the evening, you know, by confessing that? But rather, like, there is a positive, like, proactive thing for you to be doing, which is be Christ unto this person, right? Like, uh, and, you know, we don't have to wrestle with what Jesus means in John, John 20. Um, but I think the idea there is that, like, no, it actually carries real weight and significance how we treat a, a brother or sister, uh, or perhaps not a brother or sister, like, how we interact with their sin, what we say about it, what we lead them to believe, what we lead them to practice by our words. It's not just a passive enterprise, but rather like lean into this and and be Christ. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Just y'all have mentioned a lot of helpful scriptures, but any other resources you'd like to recommend for people wanting like deeper study on this? Uh, I don't really have anything for confession of sin in, in particular. Um, but the most helpful book I've read on sin is uh, Planting Is Not the Way It's Supposed to Be. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does a really good job of outlining um, not only like the different facets of sin. Let's like one of the things he says is sin is sin is not just um, the transgressing of a line. It's the falling short of it. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so many different. And he, that's the whole book. He's going through different components of how sin is. Mm-hmm. Sin is a masquerade. Mm-hmm. Uh, sin is like a virus sin or a cancer. Sin is like all these different things. And um what you think, man, like, man, that's a real, that's a real downer. <laughs> How would you want to read that? But he does a, a planting and does a good, uh, really good job of um, leaving that, uh, letting you sit with it long enough to then be thankful that, oh, yeah, it's in these ways that I've been forgiven. It's not just that I have transgressed and I've, I've been forgiven my, my, the crossing of a line. I've also been forgiven how p- how polluted I have become mm-hmm. because of sin, you know, like, so there's just a whole lot of, of different facets and features of sin that we, we are forgiven of that we don't think on mm-hmm. because sin is a lot, the, uh, you know, sin, sin is destructive in so many different ways. So, uh, that was, that's been the most helpful thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psalm 51, uh, I think it's just helpful in thinking through like what it, what comes into a confession, right? Um, especially if we're wanting to do the avoidance of, I've actually confessed my sin before the Lord that I just kind of grant myself a pardon, you know, uh, it's such a wonderful Psalm and thinking through like the effects of sin, our response to it, what it means, regardless of what the thing is, like I've sinned against you and you alone. Um, I, I regularly find that Psalm helpful in like just digging up what is in my heart and laying it bare before the Lord and saying like, Lord, why would I hide this from you? It would be a fool's errand to try to hide this from you, but rather I come to you in the in a posture of like humility, like look at the mess in my heart, you know, even after all these years of following you and why why run when I can come to you? Why why hide when I can confess where I can find freedom and joy? And I would just hold out to, you know, all your brothers and sisters when you listen to this like go to the Lord regularly. Like you said, keep a short account. Like the Lord is so good and so gracious and the life he has for us is so much bigger than a slavery to the same old things as before. And so don't be afraid to go to the Lord um, to bring your brothers and sisters with you in that. Uh, But 
the God we serve, the God who's forgiven us, is so wonderful and so magnificent and so worthy of all praise. Uh, it is nothing short of pure joy to be confronted with our sin and to be able to say, I know exactly where to go to my Savior. So. That's good. You said, so Psalm 50, you say 51? Mm-hmm. So Psalm 51 and Psalm 32 are both really good. 32. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Psalms of of repentance from from, mm-hmm. but I think both of them are from from David. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel chapter nine is also really good. When Daniel is is um, crying out to the Lord, confessing not only his sin but the sin of his people and his, uh, our you know we and our fathers have sinned. So that's another good place to go if you're looking for what a good confession, the content of a good confession can look like. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think you can see it with uh, with Zacchaeus as well. Um, there's another another spot you can go. You you. Uh, he was he was quick to uh, confess to to acknowledge his sin, confess it, uh, repent of it, and make restitution for yeah. you know for that as well. So another great example for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. great note to end on. Thank you guys. This has been a very helpful conversation. Heidi Sears, let's get out there and confess our sin. 